today we're talking about why your time management issues are likely not even time management issues at all and the five demons that you need to be aware of to start getting back to working more productively. Hey, it's Jess, and you're listening to the Crush It With Confidence podcast for online service providers that are ready to create their own future. Life is happening for you, not to you. So let's do this. Welcome to episode eight. In this episode, I want to talk about the dreaded time management. We all know what it's like when you run an online business on any given day, there are hundreds of things to do and it feels like you're realistically never going to actually get to the bottom of that to-do list of yours. This is something that we've been focusing on pretty extensively over here at Crush It HQ and we've found a few time management demons over the past few months. These are the things that are going to mess up even the best schedule and still leave you feeling completely overwhelmed. So this episode isn't really about giving you more tips on how to manage your time more efficiently. It's more about putting a framework in place that allows you to actually get stuff done. It's the stuff that needs to be clear before you even get into deciding when you're exactly doing what. So personally, we found five of these demons that will throw the most amazing schedule, your deep work time and your Pomodoro technique right out the freaking window. So I'll share these with you today and I'll give you some really simple tips on how to get back to actually getting work done. The complaints that we hear from our clients are always the same. I've made a schedule, but I still feel like I'm not getting anywhere. I'm overwhelmed with all of the things that I need to do. I'm always busy. I can't take any time off. I don't have time to market the business, attend an event, blah, blah, blah. I keep getting interrupted and it takes me ages to get back on task. I feel like I'm wasting a whole load of time thinking of what I should be doing next. All right. So you see most of these complaints on the surface look like they're a time management issue. But actually, if you start exploring them on a little bit of a deeper level, Um, which is what we do with our clients, for example, in our Voxer coaching, you will actually find that there are other things that are getting in the way. And just implementing more tips on managing your time better is not actually going to resolve these issues. So what are those five demons that are going to mess up your amazing schedule? What I'll do is I'll list them out first and then we'll go into more detail on each and every single one of them And I'll share some pointers on what you can do to start untangling that mess. And I want you to remember then that when you're dealing with these, it's process over perfection. You will be working on some of these for quite some time. And for others, you will never feel like it's sorted once and for all. And that's okay. It's, It's okay if you're just mindful of the fact that this could be holding you back and you're committed to challenging these situations as and when they happen. So let me list them out for you. Number one time management demon, you're actually lacking goals and as a result of that, you can't plan anything. Number two, you are actually simply doing too much. Number three, your boundaries are very weak and that's what's throwing your schedule. Number four, your ego gets in the way and number five, you are mentally or emotionally busy, all right? 
So let's dive into each of these in more detail so that we can start getting a little bit um, of our productivity back, I guess. There are some techniques or resources that I'll mention that will help you to start working this in more than one area. So I just try to line these up in a way that they kind of flow and then we'll go over everything in detail. All right, so number one, lack of goals result in a lack of a plan and that results in an awful lot of busy work. You might feel extremely familiar with that, you know, being busy 24-7 but not having the results to show for it. So goals, to put it simply, give you the framework for what you are working on in your business. Where are you spending your energy and what results do you expect in return for that work? Having clear goals lets you actually create a concrete plan for any period of time. Having that crystal clear plan for your priorities in each area of your business or in your life in general for every quarter, for every month, for every week and every single day lets you very easily implement the tips that I'm going to give you in some of the later points. And the best consequence of having that crystal clear plan is that when you wake up each day and sit down to work, you know exactly what needs to be done and you don't waste a whole load of time looking for random items from your to-do list to tackle and get lost in. And doing this will as a result also make a way bigger difference in your business. One of those things that we experience as business owners like constantly is that we spend 80% of our time on things that are only moving our business forward by 20%. And we spend 20% of our time on things that really move the needle and provide 80% of the results. This is natural. There are just things that we have to get done in our business, but they're not making a massive impact on our business. The key is to make sure that the tasks falling into that 20% group are actually getting done and often these are the ones we are putting off. The result of doing that is being busy all the time but not having any results to show for in return. All right. So goals are the foundations of a solid plan and they help you to prioritize and that helps you to be more focused on where you're spending your time. If you're struggling with setting goals, um, in the Crush It Club, our membership community, we actually have a whole training on 90-day planning and um, we also have a module specific to planning and managing your time and the two of them connect really well together. So um, if you want to find out more about that, you can do that at crushitwithconfidence.com forward slash club. Okay, point number two. So point number one, you lack goals, you therefore lack a plan. Point number two, you are simply doing too much. I have no idea whether it's because of of the fact that the goals aren't strong enough and that you don't have a plan, so you try and do all the things at the same time, or you simply think that you're Superman or Superwoman, but you are probably putting too much on your plate. So look back over the past few weeks in your calendar, your digital calendar, your project management tool, or whatever else that you're using to organize yourself, organize your family, Look at what's going on in there and ask yourself, if you've not met your own expectations, is it because you've actually simply set them too high? What were your priorities in the last six weeks? How did they affect your business growth? How did they affect your family? Did you see results from the work that you did? Also, how much are you taking on outside of the business? Are you doing everything at home, the cooking, the cleaning, the kids? Uh, dealing with other family members? Are you volunteering and helping at school? Like how much do you have on your plate in the business 
in your home life, anywhere else? How does that look? Like list it all out on a big piece of paper and then tell me, does it feel overwhelming just to look at that piece of paper of everything that you've done, worked on, appointments you've attended in the last six weeks? If this is your issue, I can tell you that you probably won't even fit all the things that you did in the last six weeks or had to think about, make decisions for, whatever it was. You won't even fit those on an A4 sheet of paper. So if that is the issue, well, congratulations. You are probably trying to do too much and that's why the schedule that you made is never going to work and we have to combat this overscheduling of your own time as soon as possible. So there's a concept that I really, really, really like and warning ahead if you're funny about swearing, this part is going to involve swearing so um, you can catch up again two minutes later but um, there's no other way to realistically explain this. So... I want to introduce you to the concept of the fuck bucket. So those of you that have read The Life-Changing Magic of Not Giving a Fuck by Sarah Knight will know that there's just a very simple idea behind this. But for those of you that haven't, I'm going to link up her TED Talk in the show notes so you can go and watch that. But the concept is really simple and I'll explain it right now. So we all have a fuck bucket. Inside the fuck bucket, there are a limited number of fucks. Everything that we give our time our energy or our money to use us one fuck from our fuck bucket. When the fuck bucket is empty, that's it. No more fucks given because there isn't any left. There is no more time left, no more energy left, no more money left to give it anywhere else. So we have to be very careful which things we're choosing to give our time, energy or money to. And this is something that I want to, you know, if you're listening to this and you have time to work on this right now, if you're not driving, then pause this and think very carefully about which things in your life you actually want to give time, energy or money to. So I choose to give my time only to those around me that I truly care for, whether that is from a business perspective or from a life in general perspective. I choose to give energy only to the things that bring me happiness and progress in my life. I choose to give money only to things that will actually improve my life. I used to have this habit of like just buying stuff and it feels good to have bought something. And in the end, that thing you actually don't even care about. So all in all, this saves a whole load of fucks. And it makes understanding the next point I'm going to get to a lot easier too. So how can you save fucks in your business and in your life? Look at the things that you have recently given time, money or energy to and decide whether this falls into your criteria that you set for how you're spending your fucks. Meeting a friend that is miserable AF and puts you in a bad mood every time you hang out with them. Is this worth giving a fuck to? Going to a party that you'd rather not go to just because you've been invited and it would be of course rude not to go. Spending time watching a movie that you don't like. Scrolling for hours on social media and feeling inadequate as a result of it. Going for retail therapy and buying clothes you don't even like. Reading a book you don't like. Dealing with clients that suck your energy. I want you to look at where your fucks are going and where you want them to go instead. And this leads super nicely to the next point. Point number three. Your boundaries are weak AF. We all know the scenario, you're sitting at home working, you're busy with your things, the phone rings, friend or family member has urgent favor and since you are just sitting around at home, you must be available to help with this, right? 
And because we don't want to upset anyone, we give our time and energy and sometimes money on top of that to doing something that doesn't benefit us in any way. There is no joy from it. We were supposed to be doing something else that was actually going to bring us results, but we're not because we didn't set a boundary. It depletes the time that we have to spend on the things that do make a difference. It depletes the number of fucks we have to give. So once you truly understand that there are only so many things you can give your time, energy or money to, it makes it a lot easier to say no. No to things you don't want to do. No to buying things you don't really want just so you can impress people around you that you don't even like. No to hanging out with people that don't care about you. No to wasting hours being unproductive. No to volunteering that only benefits the people in school, for example, and nobody else. No to helping every family member every time they have a problem. You'll save time, energy, money, and make more money in your business in return because you're spending your fucks in the right places. So I want to ask you if you think that that is worth the investment. If setting boundaries is something that you struggle with, again, check out the Crush It Club because we have a module on setting boundaries from a place of love. We are not setting boundaries to alienate people from us. The goal is to show ourselves our time and our energy more respect. All right. Point number four. This is some that, you know, has been getting us an awful lot. Your ego just consistently gets in the way of you getting stuff done. So do you know this kind of scenario? You're about to sit down at your desk to tackle this task that you've been successfully putting off forever. And then your ego tells you that you should really make a cup of coffee first because who works without a fresh cup of coffee? While you're in the kitchen, you realize that you also forgot to have breakfast. So really, you should eat first and nourish your body so that you can go and then tackle this task. And then you realize that you have an appointment in 30 minutes. So there's really no point starting this task now because honestly, you won't get to finish it anyways, right? And then after the appointment, you realize that you also have to do five other things and they are, of course, top priority. And at the end of the day, that task you were putting off, well, guess what? It's probably still not done. I am very guilty of this um, procrastination technique. It works super successfully. If you haven't tried it and you really want to procrastinate on something, I do recommend it. Um, so the ego is the part of you that is desperately trying to keep you safe. When you're about to tackle that thing that you've been having to do, but you've been putting off, try and dive deeper as to why you're putting it off. Maybe you are worried that you don't know how to do it. Maybe you're worried that if you do that thing, people are going to see you and judge you. Whatever it is, it is super likely that there's some underlying fear that you haven't discovered yet. And your ego is just trying to keep you safe by having you avoid doing that thing in the first place. Okay. Your ego is that inner voice that realistically is your friend, but it, it's a little bit overprotective. It tends to get a little bit carried away on the keeping you safe front. So one thing that has worked really well for us, and this is an ongoing work on like work in progress, and it will probably take forever to get to a place where we feel like we've got it under control, but it's to listen to our ego and combine that with taking action. And we're practicing to do this by talking to our ego as if it's our friend. So you can say things like, oh, you know, I can tell that I am super triggered by looking at my bank account, for example. And then you can say, oh, thank you, ego, for keeping me safe. 
but I need to do this because I want to get better at managing my money. And for that, um, I, I need to look at my bank account. And I like to tell my ego all the good things that are going to happen as a result of doing something. So if you're putting off going live because you're worried that people are going to judge you and your ego is going, oh, you shouldn't do this. You'll probably make an idiot of yourself. You don't even know what you're talking about. And there's that voice talking to you. You can say, well, thank you. But I really need to do this because I need to connect with more people and I, I need to share myself with more people so that they can go and buy the things that I'm selling and that would help us do all of these amazing things. And then I repeat the core sentence, thank you for keeping me safe, but I need to do this anyways um, until I've literally calmed down and then I simply go and get that thing done. Okay, and that's why I'm saying this is progress, not perfection. We are never going to get to the point where this ego isn't going to shout out. If anything, it hides in more places than ever the further you get ahead in business. So it's okay if you have that voice. It is not okay to let it shut you down and let it sabotage you all the freaking time. So seeing it as a friend and having that conversation internally does work really, really, really well. That leads us nicely to point number five. You are mentally or emotionally busy. And every time you sit down to do stuff, your mind is racing. You know, you're thinking of all the bad things that have happened and whatever it is. Again, the scenario is actually quite simple. Dealing with it is not. Life is not a straight line towards the goal. It's a complex zigzag, twists and turns that come at you every single step of the way. We can't change that and we have to stop trying. I spent years trying to prevent situations from happening, trying to fix other people, trying to control circumstances. And then I realized that sometimes things happen. They don't go to plan and we still need to deal with it. Relatives pass away, relationships end, children get sick. We have no control over life circumstances. The only control we do have is what we do with it. Okay, and there's a system that I came across a few weeks ago and I've been using it pretty extensively every single day and it really helped me to look at how I respond to things and to decide where I'm spending my fucks as a result of that. So I was reading about different ways to change the way you think and respond to things and I came across um, a post from the Life Coach School, I think. I'll try and link it up in the show notes if I can find it. And the concept is what I want to share with you today. So they call it the CTFAR model or just the self-coaching model. So I already knew that sometimes circumstances occur that are not within our control. It's called life, right? But I also knew that I needed a better way to deal with it. The issue wasn't the circumstance happening. The issue was what I did with it. So when I came across this model, I truly understood this. Thoughts are what create our feelings and influence our actions. I was for the longest time under the belief that if you are operated mainly by feelings, that it is the feeling that overwhelms you and that makes you take certain actions. But actually, how do you get from a circumstance that is just a matter of fact to a feeling? Generally, the circumstance in itself doesn't necessarily provoke a feeling. It is a thought or a judgment that we have about that circumstance that makes us feel a certain way. And understanding that has been a lifesaver. So that CTFAR model is very simple, yet 
complex to implement. Again, the system is simple, you using it and you committing to improving how you are is not what is simple. Okay, so C stands for circumstance. Those are the factual events that happen around us all the time. It's the fact that it's cloudy outside today. It's the fact that I'm recording this in my laundry cupboard. It's the fact that I'm a little bit tired today. There was a scene in Brene Brown's TED talk that really made everyone laugh because she said she went to see her therapist and told her she found out that vulnerability is at the heart of connection. And she said, oh, this is awful or something like that, isn't it? And the therapist, cool and calm, replies that it's neither good nor bad, it just is what it is. And after I truly understood this model that I'm talking about right now, that sentence made so much sense to me because it's true. The circumstance is just that. The fact that it's cloudy outside today is just that. It's a fact. It's a circumstance. It is what it is. It's not good. It's not bad. But this is where letter number two comes in. So C stands for circumstance. T stands for thoughts. Every circumstance that we pay attention to produces a thought within us. The fact that it's cloudy today may produce the thought that I'm going to end up stuck inside all day and I can't work outside and... It's just our way of perceiving that circumstance. The fact that I'm stuck indoors all day and that I can't work outside because it's raining might produce a feeling within me. It might make me feel sad or frustrated or annoyed. And as a result of that feeling, we're coming to A. A stands for action. It makes me take some kind of action. As an example, I could go and stuff a whole load of foods in my mouth that will make me feel better about the fact that I'm annoyed because I can't work outside. Or I could choose to snuggle up and watch Game of Thrones instead of doing my work. Okay, so C for circumstance, T for thought, F for feeling, A for action. So a circumstance produces a thought that gives us a feeling that makes us take an action. And now the last letter, R stands for result. What result is taking that action getting you? So if I end up um, snuggling up under a blanket and watching whatever I can find um, on the internet, my clients may not be very happy because their work wouldn't get done. And as a result, I will not feel very good about myself because I feel like I'll have let people down. Or maybe I'll put on loads of weight because I keep eating comfort foods whenever I'm sad or annoyed. Okay? So C-T-F-A-R, circumstance, thought, feeling, action, result. Now the first step is to just keep monitoring what's happening in your life. Every time there's a circumstance and it makes you feel a little bit on edge, write it down. What is the circumstance? What thought have you had? What feeling does this promote? What action do you take as a result? And then what result do you get from that? And then it's time to start working on changing that. And the point where you change it is at the thought level. The thought that you have in response to the circumstance is what changes your feelings, your actions you take, and the results that you're going to get, okay? So for example, the circumstance is that it's cloudy today. Awesome. I can work on the sofa with my favorite hot drink and cuddly blanket, and then I can even organize a movie night. This is great. As a result of that, I'm feeling empowered to get my work done and meet my friends. The action I take is to put out the best work that I can right now and then focus on organizing my movie night. 
And the result is that I have happy clients, happy friends, and the ultimate result for me is that I am happy. So it seems simple, but this is a process that really takes time and practice, but I'm telling you that it will change your entire life if you do not let random circumstances control your thoughts and then make you feel bad and take inappropriate actions that get you results you don't want. So, as a result, you're also choosing not to give time, energy and money to things that don't serve you, so you save your fucks and you'll change your life in the process. What more can you want, right? With all of this said, you can see how many of the challenges that we are simply putting down to being time management issues are actually not really time management issues. They're issues caused by our actions or inactions in other areas. Your ego does an amazing job at keeping you safe. We don't want to upset the people around us by setting boundaries and not doing the things they expect us to do. So we say yes to things we shouldn't say yes to. Because in the olden days, let's be honest, if you were thrown out of your community, it meant death. You would not be able to produce the food to sustain yourself, to keep yourself safe from predators or do whatever else we would have had to do in the olden days. So your ego will do what it can to stay in a safe space, stay in our communities, please the people around us. But the problem is that our ego is very good at keeping us safe, but as a result of that, it may also be keeping us stuck. So this is one of those relationships that we have internally, I guess, where if we work towards the balance and if we are very careful with where we're spending our time, our energy, our money, how we think and perceive things and how we feel about things, we can make big, big, big changes. So I hope you found this super useful. If you'd like to have a little bit more of a conversation about this, I would love to invite you to join our free Facebook community for online service providers. Um, it's called Crush It With Confidence. And if you search that on Facebook, you'll find us and you can ask to join the Facebook group and we can continue the conversation. And I look forward to seeing you over there. Thank <laughs> you.